Welcome, please, Stephen Mandel. Okay, so you had your, uh, your kind of in, uh, advertising interlude, uh, and now we're going to get on to something that's uh, all about uh, you, what you guys do on an everyday basis, which is to engage with your customers. Uh, and I'm going to talk to you a little bit about how we do that. Um, this is our fifth year at uh, the Future of General Insurance, and we've been going for just over five years, so we have this kind of parallel track. Uh, whenever it comes round to November and it's future general insurance, I mentally note, oh yes, bought by many has been going another year. So, show of hands, uh, who knows what we are, who we are and what we do, uh, and I won't bore you with that bit of introduction. Um, let me just kind of step back so I can see. Uh, about a third. Okay, fine, good. In which case, we'll spend a few minutes just telling you who we are as a bit of context to, to what it is that we're going to be talking about in a minute. But the main purpose of this conversation is for me to share with you the five ways in which Bought by Many uses social data. Uh, how many of you knew that I was going to say the number five there, by the way? Did anyone know that I was going to use the number five? You see, you failed at the first hurdle. I tweeted that I was going to do this using social media about 15 minutes ago. So uh, you're clearly not in tune with the way in which consumers think. Let me tell you the vast majority of our customers think that the use of social media is a critical part of our value proposition to them. Let me tell you what that value proposition is. So... Uh, this is a slide that actually I wrote uh, for last year's Future General Insurance. It's the only one that you've been before you'll see again. Um, it talks about who we are and what we do. We use a vast amount of data. Uh, in this particular case, we're using search and social data to create communities of individuals who have similar but niche insurance needs. So good examples might be uh, pet insurance for Labrador owners, travel insurance for diabetics or personal accident insurance for commuting cyclists such as myself. And our agenda with these communities is to help the individuals in those communities, we call them members because you've joined a community, we don't call you a customer, we, to help our members to get access to a better insurance arrangement than they would do without us. Where better is partly about price, partly about coverage, and partly about customer experience. And these three elements are very important. So we don't think it's only about price, we don't think it's only about coverage, and we don't think it's only about customer experience. We think it's about all these three things together. And the way in which we build our communities and the service that we provide to our customers is all around thinking about these three elements. Uh, to give you some sense of scale, uh, I already told you we've been going for five years. We have 380,000 members in the UK across about 308 communities. So, so this, the rest of this conversation is not born out of tiny little slithers of insights. This is born out of five years' worth of experience of dealing with hundreds of thousands of UK consumers who are buying insurance every single day. So, so now you need to sit up and listen because I'm not here to advertise. I'm here to talk to you about how we do that. Um, and so the opportunity here is for you to walk away with five ways in which we use social data. You can decide amongst yourselves afterwards whether you think that any one of those fives have, have validity and whether you want to take them away and do them yourselves. That's your decision. My job here is to explain those five to you. So here's number one. Last summer, last July to be precise, we messaged 
120,000 pet owners in the UK. How do we message them? We message them using the same channel that those individuals had used when they joined one of our communities in the years previous to that. Let me give you some sense. About 80% of our customers uh, authenticate through Facebook with us. Um, so, but many of them join through email, through Twitter, through LinkedIn. If you really have to use LinkedIn, then we let you use LinkedIn. Uh, and a variety of other channels as well. So we message them using their preferred channel. And we said to them, really, really, really simple question. If you were to design your own perfect pet insurance product, what features would it have? Really simple question. Amazingly, we got 40,000 responses. Right? So, so this is A, amazing from the perspective of volume. One in three people responded to a question about would you believe it, insurance? And 40,000 people had a view. It wasn't that they just replied. They genuinely had a view that how they would answer that question. And we learned lots from that. In fact, the first thing we learned was that people really genuinely properly care about this. And they know what they're not getting. So, so our first big takeaway was 40,000 is a lot of people and we will never, ever again give large numbers of people free-form response opportunity. Um, the, the, let me just tell you, I, mean, I know that you laugh, but there were a bunch of interns who did very well last summer. Um, they trawled through vast amounts of free-form data and, uh, and in September we announced that we would create seven brand new to market pet insurance products designed by our members. So, here's use number one for those of you who are counting to five, and I'm kind of hoping each of you can count to five. Use number one, we used data to drive, we used social data to drive product development. And here is my friend Sweep. Uh, why Sweep? So, uh, firstly, uh, sweep because uh, the average age of our customer base is 49. So, most people assume that customers of insurance startups who are, are ostensibly digital channels uh, will be much younger, will be millennials. This is garbage, complete garbage. Our average age of our customer base is 49, uh, a little bit more female than male. Uh, Broadly, a good mix, uh, a geographic mix across the UK. Um, but this is an important part of understanding of your customers. And you get that, by the way, from understanding their use of social media. So, so why sweep? Well, for those of us who have an average age of 49, um, that you will know sweep from your childhood. And you will associate sweep with, uh, you know, a kind of a slightly amusing show. Um, what Sweep is showing everybody, and by the way, this, was, uh, this is uh, front and centre on our website at the moment, so there's a lift and drop from that, are some of the design features that those 40,000 people told us that they wanted. So uh, pre-existing conditions, I'm hoping as insurance people you know what pre-existing conditions are. Uh, we uh, actually remain the only uh, insurer in the world where we give the ability for you to bring a pet with a pre-existing condition to us, and we will price that risk. So we introduced the concept of pre-existing conditions into the pet insurance industry. This was something we learned from our members. 
uh, Fix for Life, uh, the single biggest thing that we heard back from the 40,000 people was that they were sick and tired of their pet insurance premium increasing year on year as their pet aged, regardless of whether they had made a claim. So we created Fix for Life. This is really quite straightforward. If you buy it before your pet turns two and you renew every year, we guarantee that your premium will never increase over the lifetime of your pet. Very popular, let me tell you. Uh, And money back. Um, The second thing we heard back from people was that they were sick and tired of buying the intangible idea of an insurance product, not using it, and being rewarded with an increased premium next year. Uh, And so we offer a money-back option so that if you don't make a claim on your insurance premium and you've bought the money-back option, then we give you 20% of your premium back again in the same payment route that you had bought the premium at the beginning of the year. Not a discount off next year, money back. Really, really interesting. So, this is sweet. So I've told you, subject one, um, about product design. Subject two. The formatting this isn't gorgeous, but we cut out intermediaries, distributing directly through digital channels, slashing acquisition. Okay, if you know who bought by many are, you'll know that this is the case. Uh, I have talked in previous years about this side of the pie. I've talked extensively about our use of search data. We're not here to talk about that today. If you want to talk about that, you need to ask me a question later on. Today, I'm going to talk to you about the blue section. Uh, how we use Facebook data to market directly to consumers. So you can see from this about one-third of our non-natural search customer acquisition come through Facebook. And this is a really important part of what we do, so that if you are a Facebook user, we use a process called mining the Facebook interest graph, and we target you directly if there is something about your profile that makes it seem to us that you should be in one of our communities. So, subject two, we use social data to aid marketing. Uh, And actually, what I've got for you next is a little sneaky-peaky because this is a very important marketing channel for us. Uh, And so we have built a separate um, approach to marketing to consumers in Facebook. So anybody here ever been approached by Bought by Many on, on Facebook? I can't see, but I can, like a couple of hands, and that's about it, right? Good, so you'll never have seen this. So what's up next, if we manage to get the tech right, is something that we created solely for Facebook. Okay, we have no sound. No, 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 I'm not judging. Everyone thinks I'm a brute, but look. Should we go back? Let's go back to the beginning, and then let's start again with the sound. Judging, everyone thinks I'm a brute, but look, I broke my poor in ballet class. It's not the first time, mate. Ah. Well, you've had it stuck out there for ages. Did you know that bought by many insurers pre existing conditions? You change insurers and everything. It'd be perfect for something like that, mate. You just get it sorted. Cut. Wonderful. Beautiful work, sweet. Okay, so. So what do you take from that, right? You take from that that the resolution looks shit. It's supposed to look shit, right? This is part of the design. It's supposed to be a 1980s advert. 
It's designed to be, to be made viral. People want to have... You know, like, I don't care whether you like or don't like it, right? It was designed to, to, have, to be slightly quirky and for people to want to share it. And what we did, which I haven't got for you today because I thought that I'd be taking way too much indulgence, we did a, we've done a series of these talking about each of the different products. And then we did, really tongue-in-cheek, we did the director's cut. Um, and, and Right, so you are right to laugh. You're completely right to laugh. Because that's what's important in social media. People want to share stuff. Their natural way of thinking is, I'd really like to share stuff. So, so we give them stuff to share. Uh, and by the way, just so you know, this was so interesting. This, these series of ads, uh, the four plus the director's cut, were produced for us by Ridley Scott um, at, uh, at very, very little cost for us because the Ridley Scott production studio was properly interested in the power of social media and the ability to target people directly using modern digital techniques. So, so we've talked about the first two. Um, hopefully we have a third. Here we go. So, so we use communities, our social-built communities, to aid sales. And, I, and I'm this, not going to um, read any of the slides to you. You can do that yourselves if you're interested. But we use our Facebook uh, uh, pages and our marketing campaigns in Facebook to help the whole situation, to, to oil the, the cogs, if you like. And that's really important for us because it's out in the public domain. So this is available to be seen by as many people as want. In fact, actually at the top you can see it's, uh, this was seen by 50,000 people. So, so this is really important that we want to be out in the public arena. We want to be seen as being out in the public arena. We want to be seen as being completely transparent. And we want to be seen as engaging with consumers as adults in a way that those adults would want to be engaged with. And they're choosing to engage with us in Facebook. That's fine. They can do it through whatever channel is important for them. So, this is number three, right? Using communities, if you like, using the social media to assist the sales process. So this is not about finding customers. This is about assisting the sales process. Number four, supporting customer service. No big shocks as to why we do this. Our whole agenda is to drive people to want to refer others to us. And if we can be out there supporting them through the process of owning a pet or being a diabetic or being a cancer sufferer or whatever other community you have joined, and we can do that in a public way that helps you be who you are more easily and for us more economically viably serve you, this is great for everybody. So, so we use absolutely, again, public information, we use communities to support customer service. Uh, and that, from our perspective, by the way, is very easy to do. So we offer much longer hours of support online than we do over the telephone or in live chat. Because it's just much easier for us to do. We, uh, we, don't, we can do it in a much more decentralized way. Uh, and so we offer very, very long hours of support. In fact, Facebook at the moment is currently saying that we have an average response time of seven minutes. Um, which, uh, you know, if I'm brutally honest, I genuinely don't believe. I can't quite accept that it's that short. But they are claiming that our average response time is seven minutes. And so this is a great way for individuals to contact us, a great way for consumers to properly engage with us, to get a sense of who we are, whether they're an existing customer, they bought a product from us, or they're just checking us out. 
Uh, and then, number five, cross-selling. So we use social data to better understand our membership base. And, uh, and in a non-invasive, non-freaky, non-hand-on-the-knee way, we uh, understand... You were supposed to laugh at that point. Um, we understand what else people do, right? So, so this is somebody um, who we've hopefully anonymized sufficiently. Um, this is our view of her Facebook profile. Um, she joined in October 20, uh, 24th, 2015, um, and she's a member of a particular community, but we can absolutely tell that this person likes traveling. So were we in the marketplace for offering travel insurance for people who like to go to Africa, which, by the way, at the moment we're not, then it would be very straightforward for us in a very... Uh, pleasant, easy-going way, borrowing language from Amazon, we could say, if you liked what we did for you in Community X, you may be interested to know that we also offer something that may be interesting to you if you're interested in joining Community Y. And so using social data to better understand consumers, to drive down uh, cross-sell costs and to drive up cross-sell opportunities is the fifth of the five that I was going to talk to you about. So, So I'm done. I've done five. Hopefully, you've walked away with some perspective of who bought by many is and how we use social data. Uh, I am back up over in these slightly comfy chairs shortly, happy to take questions on this or, in fact, on any other matter. So I would challenge you to come up with a really tough, awkward question uh, and hurl it at me a bit later on today. Thank you very much indeed. <laughs>